Welcome to Whiskey and Whiskers Podcast, Episode 2, Version... Fuck you. We're your host, Chop. Gator. Chris. Blake. Let's see what's in the box. The box. The magical box. The magical box of wonderful whiskeys. Ooh, that looks good. It is good. It's bottom shelf, isn't it? What is it? I can't see it from six feet over here. (laughs) This is that thing, man. Uh, Ben Milam Small Batch Straight Rye Whiskey. Rye Whiskey. It looks so, good, but it's going to be rye. We'll talk more about it later, but yeah, it's in a gold bottle. It's fancy. Nice. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Let me pop it. Wow. wow. That was dope. Powerful. <laughs> Indeed. Even yeah. the second one, yeah. yeah. Consistent. All right, so while I pour them up, we have to talk about the elephant in the room. Um so well, yeah, we're, we're all social distancing, right? We're, on, hold on. we're far apart, but we are all here today. Uh, and chop, is there something? Is there something different about you? Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm doing no makeup during the quarantine. He oh. thought he thought he was going to cut glass today, but here he is. <laughs> no, so obviously y'all got y'all can't hear me. Or wait, no, you can't hear me. You can't see me. Uh, so you I, can't hear me. No, I uh, I have a green mohawk now. That's that's what I'm doing <laughs> these days. Oh, it's green. Okay. <laughs> so what are you doing for the the apocalypse? Oh, I'm gonna cut my hair into a mohawk. Dye green. Yeah. It goes well with the uh, with the. It's uh, a kilt, laddie. Yeah, the utility kilt is where I was gonna go with. It. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It's a utility kilt. So and the, and the Johnny Cash T-shirt is just enough to throw somebody off. <laughs> I'm not so sure about your tactics. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I guess you're ready for the apocalypse. You're going Mad Max, huh? Yeah, that's, for sure. You're, that's that's, that's your a strategy. Apocalypse. So when shit finally like gets to the the apex and it's time to it's time to roll, I'm gonna be good to go. People won't fucks with you because you're in a kilt. Chop yeah, into shot glass with a mohawk. I also don't have a shot glass. I'll jerk you off. <laughs> <laughs> All right, hang on. Okay, I'm back. I had to go run and get chopped shot glass, but we're covered now. Covered in coronavirus. Uh-huh. Nice pop. So, yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. I feel like... So, I don't I don't have a job anymore. <laughs> so, like, why not? Now would be the time, you know? Oh, now's the perfect time to cut your hair into a green mohawk, for sure. Dude, in the places that are still hiring, like, they'll hire you, even with the green mohawk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, don't, uh, I don't question the mohawk. I'm a little bit skeptical about the color. It makes me think of that. You know when they're like, hey, why is your hair green? And he goes, <laughs> and he wipes his hair and he goes, I don't know. <laughs> it makes me think of that. Yeah. My uh, my options were limited. The uh, <clears throat> Turns out the hair dye stores are non-essential businesses. So uh, I went with what was uh, available. <laughs> green. Green. Yeah. yeah. Green. <laughs> that makes sense. St. Patrick's Day. Uh, it reminds me. Of, there's a movie called Spun. Mm-hmm. And it, it reminds me of Spun, because they accidentally turned the dog green. Can we take a picture of you in front of the Whiskey and Whiskers banner and post it to the Instagram? We'll just do a story. Yeah, for sure. We'll do it for... Well, I'll post it when the episode airs, not today when we're recording. Yeah. Meet Chop. No, do it right now while we're recording. <laughs> Though he looks like an early 90s punk band member. <laughs> <laughs> in actuality, he is. <laughs> in actuality, he's uh, on a podcast. <laughs> He came out of the womb with a green mohawk. He's actually. a hardcore podcaster. <laughs> I, Cheers, was born boys. In, I was Cheers. born into this shit. 
You know, I was born at a very young age. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy to look at pictures of yourself yeah. when you're younger. That's right. Whoa. Not bad, <laughs> but it's right. Mm. In the bottle of rum. Huh. Interesting. All right. Uh, <gasps> so, yeah. What about, and we talked a little bit about the kilt, I guess, on the show. Mm-hmm. But you decided if you've got a green mohawk, you might as well wear a kilt in public. Yeah, I might as well. Uh, also, And how so, public are we? You drove from your house to here. And yeah. I can barely see you. I can't see that far. Right. We got masks on. So, and- <clears throat> also, I found, uh, you know, I, I'd mentioned previously uh, about the uh, David Archie's in a uh-huh. kilt, which is a good program. Turns out real boxers, just normal standard fucking boxers, cloth boxers. Work just as good because apparently you well, they just, don't get all scrunched up. Well, no, you can just lift the kilt all the way from the bottom, right? And then you just lift the boxers from the bottom too, and then you just stick your whole package out the bottom of everything and pee. It's mm. awesome. The wind could also blow, and there's your cock. Yeah, you can just move your. Leg. Yeah, but I can't see that from this far away either. Yeah, you're gonna have to be a lot closer. <laughs> don't all right, glasses. Speaking of glasses. <clears throat> Speaking of uh, big metal cocks, mm-hmm. <laughs> I wanted to. So I, <clears throat> I'm driving down the road. There's a bunch of Mexican food places around here, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I work God. for an essential business, so fuck you guys. I'm driving to work, I'm I essential. See a, I see a Mexican food place, and I'm like, oh shit, that Mexican food place is still open. I can still order from there. Anyway, what I noticed though about this Mexican food place is it has a giant metal rooster out in front of it, uh-huh. and it clicked in my brain like. That's not the first giant metal cock I've seen. I've seen this before at every other Mexican food restaurant. So oh, why? I was thinking cyborg porn. <laughs> why? Why is this not something that anybody's ever brought up? Like, do we all just casually mm-hmm. accept that there's giant metal roosters at every Mexican food place? Like, <clears throat> isn't yeah. that what you eat there? The gallo, right? Pollo, pollo, rooster de gallo. Yeah, yeah, rooster de gallo, <laughs> rooster de gallo tacos, rooster de gallo. Enchiladas, chalupas. <laughs> you never seen the one in front of the Taco Bell before? I, well, okay. Every Taco Cabana's got one, right? At least every, like, Flores or Maria's yeah. or, uh, what is it? Hardine. Uh, Hardine Hard, and Corona. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or uh, Guadalajara. Like, any any place like that. Which, by the way, is also just, like, a generic name for, like... A Mexican restaurant. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it has a giant metal rooster somewhere. Somewhere yes. they do. So I, I know why this happens. What's up? So this totally happens because um, this way, when, say, a young pretty girl gets all mad because the manager asked her if he, she wanted to see his cock. Oh, he can show her the giant metal rooster. rooster. Yeah. That and totally it. makes sense. <laughs> That's genius. But That's brilliant. So it's not just giant metal cocks, though, because there are... A bunch of Mexican restaurants that also have like just metal sculpture shit like on their patio. Like people or. Yeah, and I'm wondering who's got a corner on the market of giant metal cocks. Mm-hmm. You know, like I've heard somebody of, out there making giant metal cocks and making a killing. I've yeah. heard of people getting a rooster tattoo <clears throat> so they can. It's the same effect. You want to see my cock? Mm-hmm. That probably doesn't work. <laughs> probably not. Yeah. Why? <laughs> if you have to find that many outs for it, yeah. <laughs> not going to work. 
At that so, point, you're probably already a registered sex offender. <laughs> so when you find that out, you're already out of luck anyway. Hey, check out my And track. they're like, what, what is this rooster? Is this a gang affiliation? And you're like, no, it's so that I can ask girls if they want to see my cock. And they're like, oh, yeah, you're going to jail now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't think you explained the reasoning. Well, it's either that or a gang affiliation, right? It's a rooster. So can you send unsolicited cock pics of <laughs> giant, metal, <laughs> giant roosters? metal roosters out front of Mexican restaurants? <laughs> I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna. I'm gonna snap a picture and drop it on Instagram of this giant metal cock of which I speak. Because you know, there's not Mexican food restaurants like we have them here everywhere. So maybe, maybe people up north don't don't get to see the giant metal cock like we do. Yeah. Dude, last year I went to Key West, and the chickens have overrun Key West. Mm-hmm. And they just run around everywhere, like all over the streets and shit. Like you'll be driving down the road and have stops <laughs> a bunch of chickens from fucking cross the road, literally. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Yikes! And it's quite entertaining being in a place like Key West, where you're just like everybody's getting shit faced, and there's cocks everywhere. Does a tin man have a sheet metal cock? <laughs> <laughs> Why did the hen cross the road to get to the giant cock? Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> the yeah. giant metal cock. <laughs> the Mexican restaurant. That's why they're getting all excited. Wanted some enchiladas. That's what Chris would say. <laughs> I just told him it was a big metal cock. But <clears throat> then, no, it was a gold mine. Dude, Mexican that's, food. That's conspiracy theories right there. What's that? All the Mexican restaurants are luring in all the hens with a giant metal cock in the front of their establishment, and that's how they get the chicken for all their uh, fajitas. For all their pollo de gallo. Yeah, pollo de gallo. Dude, so you, you brought it up, so I just, I'm going to go ahead and bash myself for a second. There's a song, and I used to call it Rooster de Gallo. I have no idea what the name of the song is, but it's about a fighting rooster. Gallo del Cielo. Yeah. It's a fighting cock. Yeah. So It's like a Mexican fighting rooster. <laughs> yeah. So when I was really little, hey. we would listen to that song like semi-regularly, and I did not know the name of it, and so I just called it Rooster de Gallo all the fucking time. Joe Ely, Gallo del Cielo. We'll add it to the, the Whiskey and Whiskey Dude, I'm playlist. telling you, there's something about the fucking rooster tattoos in that shit. Maybe. There is. I'm telling you. Uh, all I know is that I called that song Rooster de Gallo for, and like until now <laughs> and still probably after this. Cause I'm not going to remember that. Cause in my head, it's Rooster de Gallo forever. A lot of times the rooster tattoos that I've seen is a rooster with boxing gloves on. I think the point of this story is Chris wants a rooster tattoo. He's like, no, I thought it was a really good idea. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to get a rooster tattoo. Also a wolf t-shirt. Did, so I kind of want to ask, do any of y'all have songs like that, that, like you don't really know what the fuck they're called yeah you just call them whatever the fuck you remember it as i do i'm pretty much all songs like that for me uh what about the shit i'm blue double d double die yeah. say, that's more yeah. common is like instead of me actually saying out the wrong name of a song i just sing you the lyrics yeah <laughs> or uh my maserati does 185 yeah. that's i mean that's that song it's not <laughs> whatever the fuck that song's called <laughs> Yeah, that just, sounds good though, man. Well, yeah, I'm not saying it's a bad song. I'm just saying that's that's what it's called. Right? Life's been good, Joe Walsh. Yeah, yeah. No, I know the song. <laughs> I would never have guessed that. <laughs> I knew yeah. what song you were talking about. I would Damn. never have guessed that. Damn. If you told me those lyrics and you told me that name, I would find it faster through those lyrics. Yeah, mm-hmm. for yeah. sure. Yeah. Uh, I know. So, like, you always mix up Semisonic and, and Eve Six. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, one of them does closing time, and one of them one does, does blender. Uh, well, it's not called blender, frog in though. a blender. Yeah, yeah, that's that's one of those things. That's not called blender. It's inside out. Inside out is the Boom. name of the song. <laughs> there it is. That one. Yeah, I know you mix those up. 
I'm writing these down. Dude, I'm grateful for artists that write songs that are titled properly, like Hotel California. Like, it's hard to fuck up Hotel California. Because even if you sing the lyrics, it's like, welcome to the Hotel California. Yeah. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like, Devil Went Down to Georgia? (laughs) Yeah. Yep, yep, I know that song. You know that song where the devil goes down to Georgia? (sighs) Oh, you mean the devil devil went down down to Georgia? Georgia? Yeah. Yeah. Sing it for me. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) The devil went down to Georgia. (laughs) That was actually the first song I memorized, like, all the way through. Like, singing it? Well, like, I, that was the first song I knew every single lyric to, was Double One Down to Georgia. No way. Uh-huh. Dude, I bet you have row, row, row your boat in your back pocket. Well, I'm talking about an actual, like, you <laughs> 20th this shit century release, yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, that was the first song I ever memorized, like, start to finish, I knew all the words. Did you listen to it, like, on repeat? Oh, you? yeah, for sure. Dude, that's awesome. I had, Wait. A, I had a CD player. Uh, Devil went down, which, what, what, what was your first song you knew all the words? This is a fun game. Devil, Devil went down to Georgia. I had a Charlie Daniel CD, and it had, like, three Fuck. songs on it. One of them was Devil went down to Georgia, and that's the only one I cared about, so I just listened to it on repeat. All right, I got... I got uh, Smash Mouth? Oh, that's a good one. I did know a lot of Smash Mouth. All-Star? Yeah. 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 You're an all-star. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Smartly titled. Yeah, yeah, I'm just, that was the first one that I was like, I know, holy shit, I know every word of this song. Uh, I still don't know every word to any song. Really? Uh, dude, I can get to like 95% of all the songs, but I don't know the word, all the words to any song. I oh, think, come on, I bet you got Roro Robo, your boat in your pocket. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, I got those. He's but. almost got the ABCs. He's right there. <laughs> he said we were going with, nah, it's still not a P. P. Sing with me. All right, what about you, Gator? Uh, I think Shout by the Beatles. Okay. Yeah, I listened to a lot of Beatles when I was really little. I did too. I. I still know most of the, 95% of the words to Hard Day's Night. Yeah. Those, like, pop songs. Uh-huh. That's, yeah. And I thought it was so cool. I had a Walkman, and I was like, yeah. And somebody told me that it was girly music, and I was like, damn it. What? I'm Fuck not going to lie. One of the first three songs I knew every word to was Livin' La Vida Loca. Dude, I'm not going to lie. Mine was Whoop, There It Is. <laughs> I went on a road trip at one point, and I had a CD that literally the only song on it was Livin' La Vida Loca. <laughs> And I listened to that shit on repeat because it was the only fucking CD I had to put in my CD player. So I just listened to it over and over and over and over again. So can I throw some shit at you? I don't know how true it is, but I remember it happening and I've never forgotten it for whatever reason. When Livin' La Vida Loca happened, it was uh, at the top of the, the charts for like weeks, weeks, weeks. And the big story was like, it's still number one. It's still number one. It's not dropping from number one. What the fuck song is going to take this top spot? And you know what song it was? All Star by Smash Mouth. <laughs> nice. Nice. Uh, <laughs> so you memorized the entire song. So when Liv- Livin' La Vida Loca came out, my best friend at the time, who I was basically inseparable with during those years, uh, his name was Ricky. And so everywhere we went, didn't matter. I introduced myself as Chris, Ricky, and Martin. Everywhere we went. He was Ricky. I was Martin. Oh, I got you. <laughs> I mean that's a good joke to play on people, I guess. Yeah, I. Uh, they no, we didn't. Ricky Martin. Is. No, 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 no. I wasn't pretending to be Martin. I'd be like, "Hi, my name's Chris, and this is Ricky." And they're like, "Ricky," and then we like start talking and get ways into the conversation, and then they would just immediately call me Martin because in their head oh. they were associating Ricky with Ricky Martin. Ah, uh, gotcha. Yep. 
No, it wasn't a. It wasn't an intentional thing. It was like, no, so, they just called me Martin because they could only remember Ricky, and they had Ricky Martin on the brain. So I want to bring it back a little bit further. What's the first song that you remember being like? That's my jam. Like no influence. Oh, even if you got influenced by somebody or whatever, but Michael Jackson. I'm bad. That's a good one. Dude, mine was probably some weird ass pop song from the '90s, like. Uh, like I can remember, so my my I, I, I listened to a bunch of music, and I was really into like country. I think when I was a kid, not I think I'm for sure I was into country when I was a kid because that's what my parents listened to, you know. Um, but I can remember listening to Ace of Base on the bus because that's what was hot, and being like, "Oh shit, this is cool," mm-hmm. and it was not my parents' music, you know. Do my parents? And that was before All Star. I'm talking. I was a little shit. My parents listened to country, but it hard made me go the other way. Like I, I looked and was seeking out things outside of country. Like I'm different. I don't know. I remember uh, if I had a million dollars by Bare Naked Ladies. Mm-hmm. That was one of the earlier ones for me. God, I don't remember dude. exactly where that fell into the the timeline, but I remember being like, "Yeah, that's my jam." Most times I don't notice our age difference, but sometimes there's some things you say, and I'm like, "Oh my god." <laughs> <laughs> like I was in rehab when that song came out. Uh. <laughs> I, you know, my and my parents, especially my my uh, my mom, listened to a lot of different kinds of music, and and um, especially Beatles, huge into the Beatles. But I, through her, I found Tom Petty, which wasn't like that's oh. not my dad, that's not my mom, that's not anybody around me. That was just like holy shit. I love this. This is my favorite music. Yeah. But that was way later. Like, way later. Yeah. You know, when I was, like, actually finding my own identity. Mm-hmm. I can remember listening to Ace of Bass and being like, I've never heard anything like this before. And they're listening to it on the bus, and the kids think it's cool. Like, the bigger yeah. kids, you know? Because yeah. I was like, I had, little, little shit. Yeah. I had songs here and there, like, uh, uh, If I Had a Million Dollars and shit like that. But most of my musical influence up until, like, probably middle school, uh, like, sixth grade, was all like country and classic rock and shit like that that my parents were into. And then middle school, I remember I was like, metal. Oh, this is a thing. <laughs> I found metal and was like, well, I know what I'm doing now. Yeah, I could never get into metal. I couldn't either. Metal my, wasn't my jam. Although Metallica tried to get me there. My parents. Like corn and, sorry, corn and. Uh, Gator, go. You're the most musically inclined of all of us. What? Uh,. Like, my parents had a bunch of records when I was growing up, like when I was real little. They had uh, old beer cases, like they're wooden. You ever seen mm-hmm. them before? Yeah. And they're all, like, stacked up, and there's full of records, like half the living room. So they'd always play music, like uh, Jimi Hendrix, or Experienced. I heard that, and I was, like, a little kid, and Beatles, and uh, Buffalo Springfield, and yeah. Quicksilver Messenger Service, like all these, like, 60s, 70s, like, rock bands. Nothing really popular, though, like... Rolling Stones was like popular, um, but yeah, like that was a lot of the stuff I listened to, and even breaking out of that was kind of tough, I guess, you know. But Here. what was the first one that you found? I I know your dad doesn't listen to Pantera, and I no. know you like Pantera. Oh, so you're so talking it, about stepping out? Yeah, at some point you found something that. Oh, so uh, God, this is so stupid. Uh, Queen, dude, mine was Ace of Base. Come on, no, no, it's just a, it's stupid. Like my dad didn't like Queen, and he was like, "Oh, it's terrible music." And but my mom was like, "Oh, it's fucking cool." So I'd like have to sneak off and like listen to it on like a walk. <laughs> be like, "Hell yeah!" Because my dad'd be like, "Don't listen to that shit." Dude, my cousin listened to Queen, and uh, he's listening right now to this show. I promise. 
um, he listened to Queen and he showed it to me at a really young age. And I was like, dude, this is the shit. This is fucking dope. One of the first cassette tapes I owned was Queen. And uh, you could fold out like the inside of it. It was the one with like we will rock you and is that the one that had the giant robot that's like yeah, killing people, eating people yeah. and stuff and you could open it up and it was huge. And that's the album that I remember listening to as a little You're kid. You're like fuck, this is so intense. I also remember as a little kid uh, getting a hold of your Chris your uh, CD book. CD book and you know there's a lot of shit. In, you know I see Hank Williams and George Strait like it's all in there, but then you get to a section that's like. The Chronic album and Snoop Dogg and like all that shit. And I was like, oh damn, I'm finding some new stuff. I can remember being, oh man, I had to have been, I don't know, eight or nine maybe. My cousin that was with me was probably like six, seven. Uh, and his dad, uh, we were going to the ranch to go hunting and hang out for the weekend, do that thing. And uh, on the way, he let us listen to, uh, it was Kid Rock, the album that had like Cocky and Cowboy oh, yeah. and all that shit on it. And then, uh, the other one was Eminem. It would have been maybe Curtain Call. Uh, I don't know. It was no. the one with... Uh, it wasn't Curtain Call. No, it was the one with like uh, two trailer park girls go around the outside. and Yeah. 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 Uh, so I listened to like both of those and that was shit I had never heard. Like, it not really like... It wasn't really like my parents were trying to not get me to listen to it, but... It, it just, just wasn't in your yeah. Like, realm. Yeah. And so I remember listening to that and like the two songs that stood out were the two trailer park girls go around the outside and then cocky which is the one where he's like it ain't bragging motherfucker if you back it up yeah yeah <laughs> dude my dad it had the middle finger yeah. on the, on the I cd think, i think like the very first line is say what say how say who fuck me or fuck what fuck me fuck you something mm-hmm. like that and he's just talking shit there is a hard line on rap in my house man i could not could you weren't not allowed listen. no no see rap <laughs> it's like not allowed dude <laughs> so i remember i got that like p diddy album like when we were in like fifth grade, it came out. I can't remember what it was. It's all about the Benjamins, baby. Something. Yeah, it was that. My dad was like, no. But I got it anyway. So a couple things. Uh, one, Vanilla Ice. Uh, Ooh, yeah. Boys to Men. Uh, Beastie Boys and Ace of Bass. All these things. I was really young. CNC Music Factory, stuff like that. Outside of the realm. But <clears throat> something that needs to be noted is like in these times, there wasn't the internet. Yes. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, we yeah. were really, really screened to hear what the people around us were hearing or, like, what's on the radio, right? VH1, too. And- Even before cable TV, in yeah, a lot of cases yeah. for me. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> Fuck your old. And then when I got... when <laughs> See, I got, I'm actually relating to Chris more on this. When I got to middle school is when we started having dial-up connection and you started getting internets and stuff. And then Napster was a thing, like, when I was in eighth grade is when Napster was became really big and stuff. Oh, so and much porn. I remember downloading music and downloading music and downloading music. but And burning you, CDs. You remember burning CDs? Mm-hmm. Just like indiscriminate. I couldn't even burn them a lot of times. I had to put them on a, on a disc or something and give them to a buddy of mine that had a CD burner because I didn't even have a fucking CD burner. You know what I mean? Like I can remember my mom bought a computer days. and I was like, no, mom, you need to buy this computer because it's, you know, it's got, it's got this, it's got the CDR, you know, instead of just the CD. Yeah. She didn't even know what that meant. What that means is I'm fucking stealing music <laughs> for so, days. So this was, this was my life. And, and per culture, I was leaning hard towards rap because it was real big in the mid nineties, whatever. Right. And I remember my uncle came to visit. He lived in Atlanta at the time and he came to visit for like a week or two at some point. And while he was there, he was like, here, check this out. I compiled everything that I thought you might like on these fucking CDs. 
and it was like MP3 CDs, um, and they had like 150 songs on oh each. Oh my disc. god, I remember that. Yeah, and it was things like Tracy Chapman and Thin Lizzy and dude so much good shit that i never would have opened my mind to and i got into that shit and was like opened up a whole world of musical opportunity for me wow napster was was probably pretty good for the music industry in reality like obviously not when it was happening but right thereafter now all of a sudden all these people got exposed to music that they had maybe never had a chance to listen listen to to. and now that napster shut down they have to figure out or switch to morpheus which is what and through an online platform i mean we still download limewire yeah Yeah, limewire we still download music and watch movies in the same way that we did downloading that shit back well now now they do what what they should have always done and you pay a subscription rate right like i paid ten dollars a month but i can go look up fucking anything and play it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know yeah i remember for a while i was downloading music on uh itunes and just because i was i still was stuck in that brain like, like that mindset of i need to own the music so that way they can't take it from me or whatever but Dude, now it's like I, I have a Spotify subscription. I can listen right. to anything. Yep. Mm-hmm. I don't have to pay $2 a fucking song. Yeah. I yep. pay $10 so, a month. And or I even a dollar a song is ridiculous. Like my music yeah. library is something to the tone of like 50,000 fucking songs. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Could you imagine? So I uh, I was like, I'm going to I'm gonna pour too. some shots, by the way. Go ahead, Sean. I was lucky enough that like when I hit middle school, so this like evolution that you're talking about and we're about 10 years apart. So like the evolution for you was Napster came out and you had like CDs and MP3 CDs and shit like that. When I hit middle school, it was like iPods. So people had iPods and you could share music that way. Uh, And, you know, LimeWire also. But uh, that was like a huge thing for me was I went home and like I could throw uh, a bunch of metal on my iPod and like my parents didn't even know and honestly they wouldn't have even cared but just the fact that i was like yeah i can listen to this this is mine like this is not their music it's not what's on the radio this is what i want to listen to and i'm that's one that's what i missed earlier is uh tupac was when i discovered tupac i went hard into that and listened to like everything that he ever did and uh speaking of my parents i remember my my mom getting a hold of my cd book one time Mm-hmm. And I had like every album was explicit advisory on the bottom. She got fucking pissed, took all my shit. Yeah. Yeah. Let's take a shot. All right. I'm like, no, this music's good. It's kind of a humble brag, but dude, my parents didn't sweat me for music. Like, they just didn't. And honestly, mine didn't either. Um, Mine actually facilitated fairly well. When my mom found out I was listening to metal, she was like, oh, that's cool. Like, she listened to rock when it was our equivalent of metal, you know? Uh, And she even facilitated in some ways. Like, I remember she got me in touch with uh, one of my stepdad's employees that was a metalhead and was going to a show of a band that I liked. And, like, they dropped me off with him so that I could go to this concert with him when I was, like, 13 or 14. And... uh, it, it was cool. Like, they, they facilitated in a way to just be like, yeah, if that's what you're into, then that's what you're into. Cool. But. Oh, dude. First concert. And clearly it didn't have any effect on you. Except yeah. that you have a green mohawk <laughs> yeah. and you're wearing a kilt. Yeah. This brings up a good point, though. First <laughs> maybe, con- maybe they were wrong. Ah, hold on. I'm, I'm reassessing this situation. First concert. Go. Dude, mine's way different than what you're going to expect. I'm not going to lie. Uh, my first. Wait, con- wait. There's two first concerts. There's the first concert you ever went to. 
And then there's the first concert you ever went to without the first concert that you went to on purpose, like without your parents. Doesn't even have to be without your parents. It has to be that you chose and facilitated that you went to the concert. Okay, I'm gonna give you both because it's the first one that I ever went to was Journey, and that was fucking awesome. (laughs) I didn't know that that was gonna be awesome, and I appreciate Mm -hmm. it so much more now than I did like right then. But yeah, my first concert was Journey at the backyard, which was dope, dude. So I saw Crosby, Stills, and Nash, my first concert at the Backyard. Nice. It was badass. Wow, Backyard, Backyard. Mm -hmm. Uh, The first concert that I ever chose to go to, that I was like, I want tickets to this. It was uh, Three Doors Down, Shine Down, and Alter Bridge. Which, for those of you that don't know, Alter Bridge is Creed with a different lead singer and not Christian. So I went to a bunch of concerts when I was growing up because I would get dragged to things like Aquafest, which Mm -hmm. used to be a thing. And there was always concerts there, but I didn't really know what was going on. First concert that I chose and was like, I want to go to this show. And I got dropped off there with my girlfriend, too. Uh, they waited, like, at the bar next door or something. It was uh, Sugar Ray and Everlast at Lazona Rosa. There. Oh, that's dope. That's, that is dope. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. I uh, I don't know. I, I, I'm stoked about mine, like, because I saw Journey, and that was a... I saw Journey, which was fucking sick, and I'm, like, loved that that was my first concert, and then whenever I saw Three Doors Down, that was, like, kind of in their peak still, like, that was when... I love Three Doors Down. Yeah, like, Kryptonite was still really big, and, uh, you know, they, they had some good shit going on, uh, they had just released a new album at that point, I think, uh, and then Shinedown was Nobody. The only reason they were on the radar was because, like, literally that month they had dropped their uh, cover. Cover. Yeah, that cover of Simple Man. Yeah. And what was cool about that is when I saw him then, uh, I knew the song 45 that they had done. And then they dropped their cover of Simple Man. He played both. But I could have set his breath on fire from where I was in the crowd, which was like three rows back. (laughs) Whoa. Uh, which then fast forward of several years, I saw him probably in 2016, 17, 18, somewhere in there um, at the Cedar Park Center. And uh, he like completely got sober and flipped his shit around. And he was really, really fucking good. Uh, yeah. He was completely like he was a greasy, long haired, fucked up alcoholic dude the first time I saw him and nobody on the radar. And then he got super, super famous super clean and And like got his shit together got his shit together and became a performer so it was really cool to see that um but then and then alter bridge actually fucking killed it uh if y'all never listened to any of their music i don't think they exist anymore but they had an album that came out then and uh i ended up buying their album instead of any other merch because they fucking played an incredible show dude i'm sorry i hear creed and i'm like no so gator though crosby stills nash what was the first you chose at concert uh megadeth Nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I went to San Antonio for that one. That was cool. Nice. Megadeth. Uh, who who else was there? Uh, Down with the sickness. Disturbed was there. Oh, disturbed. Yeah. God, I hate disturbed. Really? Yeah. I like. Disturbed. I hate disturbed. Yeah. They fall into that same vein as Metallica of like we're not metal, we're not hard rock, but we think we're harder than oh. fucking anybody. That's that's why I like them. <laughs> Is that Limp Bizkit. Yeah, they're kind of hard like that. But yeah, but Limp Bizkit, I almost forgive because they try and like ride that like we're punk metal line, rap and rap. But yeah, yeah. Metallica and Disturbed think that they're like harder than anybody on the fucking planet, and they're like the weakest metal bands that have ever existed. Arguably, not even metal. So, ooh, maybe this is a, a hot 
A hot take. A hot take, yeah. Of course, Limp Biscuit did... Uh, Motorhead's better than Metallica. Yeah, I'll say so. I, I won't argue. I don't yeah, like fuck, you, <laughs> fuck you, Rob. Fuck you, Rob. I disagree, but I don't know enough about it to have a leg to stand on, so... I don't know. Metallica's cool. I can't judge, but fuck you, Rob. Motorhead's better. But, but fuck so. you, Rob. <laughs> All right, so... Wait, do, Blake? What? Oh, I... I <laughs> I went to Brooks and Dunn when I was a little kid, and I thought that was super dope. And I wore the flaming T-shirt or the mm-hmm. flaming. I have a picture of you in that shirt. Yeah, nice. Uh, I honestly, I was sitting here listening to you guys, and I was trying to remember the first concert I went to, and I don't remember. I, I was seriously, uh, my mom and dad were so into music that, like, I mean, I was going to cool concerts way before I started picking them, and then I was going to cool concerts like simultaneously with them and then i was going to cool concerts by myself it was kind of just a you know like i remember seeing joe bonamassa at a pretty young age um uh but jack johnson flogging molly like there was yeah. a bunch of cool bands that i saw when but, i was pretty small but you don't remember the first one that you were like you heard about a band coming and you're like that one i have to figure out how to get to that show and then you made it happen and went Mm-mm. i really don't i'm gonna we might have to cut this, so this is the check mark right here. Who did we go see that was smoking crack behind Zilker Rock? Oh, uh, Bonnie Bonnie Raitt. Oh yeah, it was what? Bonnie Raitt. Yeah, yeah. She wasn't smoking crack; she was smoking weed. What? Yeah, that's not the way I remember it. Yeah, because you were a little kid and it was drugs and really <laughs> bad. I saw Bush not that long ago, and Gavin shot up heroin and nodded off on the fucking stage, bro. He's still he's still doing it like that. Yeah, yeah, he's a rock star. Yeah, yeah. He got up and fucking killed the rest of the performance. So, all right. So one more thing before <laughs> we get off this topic, and I'm, we'll just do a speed round. Uh, concerts that you regret missing. So, ooh, I got mine right out of the hat. Yeah, there's. So yeah, I think too. for me, there I was a, a lot. like right before I went to rehab, there was a. Um, concert or there was a festival fun 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 fest and the headliners were no effects and wu-tang clan i fucking missed it yeah i'm super butthurt about that one man uh when i was like 19 uh me and some friends we i just came back from utah i did like an internship up there and we decided to drive out from texas to california to see rage against the machine oh that's dope and uh we drove all the way out there we stayed at the Sir Francis Drake, which is like a super fancy hotel in San Francisco, but it was right by the stadium. I think it's the Pirate Stadium where they had the concert. Yeah. And uh, fuck, dude, we got there at like nine thirty in the morning, got in the line, and it's like right there on the bay. So the sun's really intense, and it was like clear as day. You know what I mean? And I'm a ginger kid. Fucking, you started roasting. I got sunburned so fucking bad by about like two in the afternoon. I had to go back to the hotel, and I missed the whole concert. Oh, that I got hurts. pictures though, dude. Man, that hurts. Dude, that yeah. one's rough. That's, I got that sucks, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We go back home. That's it. That's rough. Yeah. Uh, I just recently missed Offspring. Fucking pretty upset about that one. That's one of those like doesn't come around a lot. Yeah, it's gonna be hard to fucking catch that show. <clears throat> My next one's gonna be Rage Against the Machine. I can tell you that. So the first one, the first thing that comes to mind when you said that is I never saw Chris Cornell and I love everything Chris Cornell ever did. I got that one by the skin of my teeth. I never saw Chris Cornell and, and I regret that, but there was never like an opportunity that I missed. It was just, yeah, I, I missed it. 
Um, but the concert that I missed was Greaves. Yeah. You yeah, guys you fucked up on that one. You guys went to Greaves without yeah, me. You fucked up on on that my one. birthday, by the way, Dick. I had no idea what I was getting into, but goddamn, I'm glad I went. That was a fucking good time and a good show, and I listen to Greaves a lot now. And I regret it less for the music. I do like Greaves a lot, like a lot, but uh, I missed I missed the the experience. Yeah, it, it was cool. It was really cool. Now, when we listen to the music and I hear the songs, I like flash back to the experience too. Mm-hmm. Oh, God damn! Yeah, yeah, that part. And he put on. He's a he's a performer. He is. It's funny that those. It's funny that those little things are the things that stand out during a live performance. Because I have that one with Greaves. God damn it, that one. And then with uh, Kid Cudi, when me and you went and saw Kid Cudi. Oh yeah, that time. That was uh, a good one. Yeah, I'm gonna do just what I want. Like, mm-hmm. Screaming out, "Fuck that!" Yeah, yeah, that part. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we've been talking about music for a while now. So. We'll roll out of it. Do we want to take a shot? Uh, yeah, we got to talk about the whiskey. No, we got to give it like five more minutes. All right, well, let's talk about uh, being cooped up in this, this what is it, uh, coronavirus? Is that what it is? Oh, that thing? <laughs> Dude, it's really going to test your patience with your quarantine partner. That's that's what I know for sure. Uh, Dude, you know what? The, there's a few topics to cover here. The number one is, God damn, I cannot stop eating. <laughs> like... Just fucking eating bullshit, like, all yeah. the time. Uh, I was on a pretty hard, like, I'm working out all the... Yeah, I've, I even talked about it on the show. I was working out. I lost 20 pounds by the end of end of uh, February, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, dude, I've, I'm 10 pounds back up now. I've, I'm losing, losing ground. Dude, uh, I've gone so hard the opposite direction of you. Dude, you just, there's nothing to do except hang out and get drunk, which takes me right in... Well, first of all... Uh, <laughs> the can't stop eating thing. I wanna. I wanna reiterate. I, I I made um a stew, ate that for like a week, and then got sick of that. Through the like left what was left in the bottom of the Tupperware. Threw fuck, that shit away. Fuck, and then I made uh, I made chili, and I've been eating that. Fucking finally throwing that shit away. Like I'm done. I'm done eating that shit. Um, <laughs> and I today I smoked a pork butt, so I'm gonna eat that for the next week and then be sick of that. And so I don't play those games. We're business as usual with breakfast, lunch, dinner, and you get a different meal every day for each. Uh, however, here's the deal though, is um, before I get up and I get dressed and I leave the house and I go to work and on the way to work is all these places to stop for breakfast. So I always stop for breakfast. Dude, I haven't eaten breakfast in a week. Hmm. That's weird for you. I know. It's super weird for me. Not been eating breakfast at all. Dude, I have I would venture to say that I'm eating a lot less now than I do in normal times. Dude, if I'm hanging out at the house, I'm just eating. So I'm I'm pretty good on like dinner. We're having different dinner every night, but my breakfast and lunch is a fucking cold cut sandwich every fucking day. Dude, my breakfast every day was a, a fucking Whataburger taquito. That's, I did. That's where I was living for breakfast Man. for the last like four years. I have so many rewards built up. I could go get a breakfast taquito every day for the next seven days for breakfast for free because I have eaten that much Whataburger breakfast that I have all those rewards built up. I switched, it, I switched it up today. I got a uh, cold cut sandwich for my uh, breakfast, but then I made hot dogs for lunch. So that was that was something different. But for dinner, dude, we're we're cooking dinner like every day. Uh, like two days ago, we made some dope, dope chicken wings. Uh, and 
when I say chicken wings, we actually made fried chicken breast, boneless, uh, <clears throat> boneless wings. So not chicken wings? Yeah, not, uh-huh. not wings Chicken. He made, like, chick- like he made ten- chicken. Not even tenders, just like strips. Chicken. Well, I mean, it would be tenders, but anyway. Well, no, because there's a tender under the breast, so that's what tenders are. He's so. right. Anyway, <laughs> uh, the girlfriend took uh, breadcrumbs and breaded them that way and then fried them, and then I made the sauces. So I made a uh, one we just did uh, in a like store-bought buffalo sauce, right? Like a fucking in Frank's or something like that. Uh, we did another one. I took uh, Thai peanut sauce and uh, melted it down with some butter and put a little bit of vinegar in it. That was fucking dang. Oh, and threw some sesame seeds in it. So that was like our Asian one. Uh, and then I made a lemon pepper one with like straight up, I chopped a lemon, zested it, and squeezed the lemon juice into it and to butter, obviously, because you, you don't want melted butter on every sauce. That's one we did prep, at least in that regard. We didn't get a whole lot of toilet paper, but we had a shit ton of butter. So I've been putting that in just about everything. That's what I mean, dude. There's nothing to do except eat and drink, right? Like, that's all there is to do. Dude, here's my normal thing. My normal thing is I go to work and I'm gone all day and I eat out and I don't have to prepare or cook anything. And then I come home and the wife's made dinner and I don't prepare or cook anything. Basically, I'm taking a hard stance against preparing anything that's not microwavable in under two minutes. Mm -hmm. And so, and this is why I'm not eating, bro. Like breakfast. Breakfast comes and I'm chilling, usually playing Mario Kart and watching the news or whatever the fuck. And, and it's like, I'm pretty hungry. I would really like breakfast. You know, like, do I want breakfast enough to get my ass up and go make fucking breakfast? Hell nah. Do I want cold cereal? Hell nah. I'll drink another cup of coffee, continue playing Mario Kart and doing whatever the fuck I'm doing this morning. And I'll have breakfast. My issue is that I'll wake up and be like, hell yeah, I'm actually going to cook breakfast. I'm going to make some egg bread. And then I'll go in and like grab a thing of eggs and a loaf of bread and then go over and the frying pan's dirty and i'm like nope fuck this put everything, <laughs> put everything away and then i'll fucking walk out of the kitchen and make a sandwich same same type of situation dude just like fuck this dude they- so i'm a motivated person i try to like i'm i i'm always doing something i have to be doing something or i go fucking crazy and so like if i'm working it's real easy for me to get caught up in work and just like and just not eat not eat you mm-hmm. know mm-hmm. but if i'm sitting around i'm like well i can't do a thing so i'm gonna go make a thing for instance, today I, I worked all day today remotely and also smoked pork butt. <laughs> See, I'll, so, hell yeah. I'll easily sacrifice eating for effort. What uh, what I think you were getting at though is that there's a relay going on right now, and it's coffee and caffeine passing the baton to alcohol. <laughs> you got two stages of the day, right? And so I, that's where I was going. So the only two things there is to do right now: you can eat and you can drink. Yeah. Uh, so what I want to get into is. How much have you guys been drinking? <laughs> well, uh, honestly, I don't know. It, I would say that it's it's up the ante a bit, but uh, I, I've been making an effort to be like, no, I'm going to do some shit during the day, and then like at night, get drunk. Right, I'll get drunk. <laughs> but uh, there's got to be a cutoff, man. Like. But no, like I've actually been making an effort. Like uh, I actually started working out, which is not characteristic of me at all. I don't I don't do uh, long term goals very well. So so like short term, yeah, I'll work out like two three days. But I've actually kept up working out for like a couple weeks now. Uh, and then outside of that, like I try and get a little bit of work done during the day. Like today was uh, 
uh, checking up on where my last invoice was and filing for unemployment because I can do that now. Uh, shit like that. So I've been making an effort to make my days productive. Uh, but at night we've been making jello shots. <laughs> See, <laughs> I was like going to go, there's an opportunity and, and honestly uh, the vibe that I'm getting and it kind of resonates with me is, um, there's an opportunity right now to be getting day drunk, right? <sighs> oh, for sure. And, uh, honestly, I, I, I haven't been, um, if I get the opportunity to get drunk, then I will, but I, honestly, I would I would expect out of myself to be getting drunk every day, and it's honestly it's not happening. Yeah, I mean it's hard, man. It's at least for me, I can't. It's just I gotta work. You know what I mean? I can't be getting drunk, or else I won't get shit done. Oh no, you just get drunk and then and then conference call. Drunk conference calling is a fun time. You don't have to wear pants. <laughs> shit. Uh, let's talk about conference calls. Come on, that's a big deal. Yeah, man. Uh, I haven't had to do a bunch of conference calls, like at least work-wise. Um, Dude, you get fifteen people that are used to sitting in a conference room together, and now all of a sudden we're all on a computer. And look, I've, I've at this point, I've got a lot of practice. You know, yeah. Like this is something that I can do. Uh, and I just sit back and watch all these like forty, fifty, sixty-year-old motherfuckers just like struggling to like. Even call in, even like anything. Yeah. The person leading the conference call has her microphone on the computer on and the speakerphone next to it. So it's just like, and it reverberates oh. off itself. And I'm like, you need to mute one or the other. Mm-hmm. Dude, it's it's wild. Discover Zoom. Well, that doesn't change if you have Zoom open on your computer and your phone. Mm, yeah, that's a, that's a common sense problem. Yeah. Uh, so honestly, for me, like it hadn't changed... A whole lot in my uh you know habitual patterns i guess well you've you've had a a, a life as such that when you're gone you're gone and when you're home you're home right so, so i kind of had to adapt you're... to like when i'm home i have to make myself do certain things that way i don't just like sink into this fucking hole uh and then you know also still be able to have fun while i'm home because when i'm on the road i don't do a whole lot typically like you know one or two nights maybe while i'm out uh, but I'll be gone for 10 days and have one or two nights where it's like, okay, I can go out tonight because I don't have anything to do tomorrow. Uh, so it, it it has been a little bit of an easier adjustment for me because I am used to that, like, all right, I'm home for fucking three weeks right now and I don't work when I'm home, you know? Uh, but that said, like, it, I, I've been trying to be proactive during the day and be like, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do some shit today. I honestly thought from the Whiskey and Whiskers podcast there would be a bunch of, like drunken debauchery but we're boring as fuck yeah yeah <laughs> dude i haven't i haven't been drinking like almost at all well no then ex- let's drink no extracurriculars no no not i mean not really but i have been getting shit done man like yeah. like yesterday i uh i came here and i helped work on the studio for a few hours and i went home and i was like oh i've been doing stuff mode it's like i'm gonna mow the yard so i went and got the mower motherfucker won't start won't start won't start won't start Ain't fuck got it no gas in it uh, i had gas <laughs> <laughs> took the took the mower apart, fucking cleaned and rebuilt the carburetor, put it back in, and then the mower worked. So then I mowed the yard, then I edged the yard, which by the way, my weed eater kind of sucks, so it's not good for edging. So I got this the old school edger with the two wheels on it and the one little thing that you gotta push. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Did that. By the way, that's fucking hard work. That sucks. 
Uh, <laughs> then I weeded the yard, and then I fucking raked the leaves, which I have shit trees that shed twice a year. Like, they shed in the fall like normal trees, and then they shed again in the spring because they're fucking stupid. Also, to throw you more props, yesterday what we were working on was roofing, yeah. shingling the roof, and that shit is not fun. But, we shingled the roof and, that's hung, not entertaining. and hung the doors. But that's what I'm saying. I, I've been doing shit. You know what I mean? And and that yeah. continued on. I did the same shit today. I've been, Dude, my house ain't never been in such good shape. My garage is clean. My fucking everything is on point right now. Let's talk about this whiskey. Shots, let's go. I dare you. <clears throat> Uh, all right <laughs> it's rye it's a good rye yeah but it's still rye yeah sweetness uh, oh here yeah. let, me, let, let me read the bottle let me read the bottle it's sweet uh ben milam <laughs> and those yet unborn shall honor milam's name small batch straight rye whiskey to the bold the true the gallant 40, 45.2% alcohol by volume, 90.4 proof. Nice. The bottle's almost identical to very old Barton, just a different color label. San Francisco World Spirits Competition 2018 gold medal. Oh, my God. All right, I'm going to read it. No, fuck that. It's too many words. The Heroes of Texas came from Kentucky and Tennessee, a true descendant of... I hate this already. One of those heroes, <laughs> Ben Milam, now has a home in Blanco, Texas. Um, that's where... Marsha Milam proudly ages and hand bottles whiskey worthy of her namesake, Ben Milam, hero of the Texas Revolution. All right, I get it. I get it. All right, you're hitting the Texas, the Texas shit. But they didn't. They, they were didn't. Like, they were talking shit on Texas, saying yeah. that all the true heroes of Texas came from other places. Fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I'm at with it. Uh, let's let's they talk. Were, they were doing all right until you read that first sentence. Let's talk sweetness. Three, three, three and a half. All right, we're gonna go with three. Crunch. Nada. Uh, Nada. It's got a little. I was bit gonna crunch. say two. Yeah, I was gonna say two. Two's good. Are it's below right? average, but it's it's, it's below average. Is where I it's thought y'all were like Nada, and I was like, oh shit, two's kind of strong. Uh, bite. Uh, yeah, but kind of funky. Two and a half. Yeah, it's got a little bit of a bite. Yeah, not quite a three, I wouldn't say, but uh, the bottle they were they were okay until you read that shit. Uh, no, the bottle. Also, it's, the bottle is the same bottle as very old Barton. It's just different stickers on it. It's got a, it's got a cool color scheme. It's got a good bottle. It's just and that pop. Remember that pop? The pop was really. It's good. consistent. Pop's good. I, I think we got to give the bottle higher than average. I think I've got to go at least a 3.5. No, oh, no. Three. I was going to go 2.5. I would give it average or a 3. 3 it is. 3 it is. So, drunkenness? Drunkenness. Uh, it's 45. It's a 90.4 proof. So yeah, And it seems like it's working. I'm, I'm feeling it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, because we're professionals and we have standards. Well, wait. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do 3.5 on drunkenness on this one. Okay. Is that fair? tell you tomorrow yeah uh let's talk about last week all right hang on oh no i don't remember i was here last week oh we drank the slow and low didn't we slow and low oh yeah it's sitting right there and i drank uh uh proper 12 proper 12 so i don't know how the drunkenness was on slow and low because we didn't drink enough of it to get drunk because that shit is not good Nah, we basically drank for the show and then continued drinking other whiskey after. 
So we drank the neck. Chris and I were the only ones here, uh, and we drank the neck off of it, and that's about it. But we did put a dent in that Evan Williams. What's wrong with it? What's up? Oh, it's a. Uh, it's like pre-mixed, uh, old-fashioned. It's not really straight whiskey. So I, I didn't actually read it before I bought it. I just thought it was a cool bottle, and it is a cool bottle. But uh, straight rye whiskey, raw honey, navel orange, rock candy, and bitters. Whoa. Yeah, take a swig of that. Yeah, it's gnarly. So it's good. Maybe like over ice in a glass with some water, but... Not shooting whiskey. Not shooting whiskey, man. Uh, so I think, since we're talking about it, I didn't drink it. And I can't really have an opinion. However, you can take a shot right now. All right, <laughs> pussy. <laughs> Damn, that was easy. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> what the fuck is that? So, do you remember on the show? I I took the shot and went, oh no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that that's what happened. That what you just experienced. That's what happened. <laughs> so, oh no. Which, by uh, the way, this is one of the coolest bottles we've ever we've ever reviewed take hold the bottle look at it no i saw it it's, it's a cool ass bottle uh and it, it's it, one of the my least favorite whiskeys we've ever drank it tastes like oranges mm-hmm. that's what it tastes like uh so let's go ahead and throw some shit out there uh i can't speak for drunkenness or hungover because i just took one shot of it now um but i can say that it's not good um, <laughs> for shooting it's not good for shooting Nah, with a glass and some ice and a little bit of water, it might be a decent little thing, but... Yeah. It's drinkable. Mm-hmm. For sure. Uh, but I'm gonna I'm gonna say that drunkenness needs to be dropped to either a 1 or a 0.5, because you can't drink it in shots. But you could get drunk drinking it in drinks. Yeah. And it just goes back to what... On this show, we like to drink it out of a shot glass. We like to mix it with a shot glass and then drink it. Or just straight out of the bottle. Um, it's not for us, but you know, it's probably for somebody. Might have his place. Yeah. They do, we, and we've hit a couple of of whiskeys that have been that way. Mm-hmm. You know, they're gonna happen, and there's and there's a place for them. You it kind of goes back to that, like uh, Caval is a really really good whiskey, and I would definitely recommend that if you're gonna sip whiskey. But uh, we put Elijah Craig over it because shooting whiskey, Elijah Craig is better. Yep. Uh, yep. But it kind of gets back to that same argument. Like this would be probably really good again with like uh, a couple rocks and a glass, but it's a microwavable old fashioned. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like, it, you want to drink an old fashioned? You don't want to do all the work? Mm-hmm. You buy this shit. Yeah. Uh, so, how did the hangover treat you? I mean, you can't really speak to it because you nope. didn't drink enough of it. It so. was Evan, it was an Evan Williams hangover. Yeah, which is perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes, mostly. All right, so we'll just say, uh, don't shoot that. Yeah. So I, I know we're knocking on on time, but I, I do have another topic I want to talk about before we close out. Uh, UFC. Yeah. So this is a temple topic. Oh man. Um, we've got the the Tony Ferguson Khabib fight that was supposed to happen. Yep. It sounds like it's not going to happen now because Khabib has been quarantined in Russia. Yep. Um, so they're they're scrambling to, to which by the way it's not in it's not Khabib that's calling the fight he's literally stuck he's not allowed to go anywhere yeah um, so they're trying to figure out how to like who's going to fight Ferguson and there's been talk about uh, Justin Gaethje um, and then today I saw a tweet or something maybe it was on Reddit I don't remember uh, that Conor McGregor might be stepping up to fight Tony Ferguson. 
Now, here's yeah. where I want to step in. Because <laughs> I think that that's April Fool's. And, and it might be. And it might be. Today, it, today and it probably April is. Fool's Day. When we're recording this today, for us, is April Fool's. And I think they released that as an April Fool's joke. And I think he's still going to fight Justin Gagey. Well, I hope he gets Conor McGregor. And if that happens, I got 50 on Conor McGregor. I hope he gets Khabib. I think it's bullshit. I think if... Khabib is not able to fight right now. They hold the fight. They hold the Khabib and fucking Ferguson fight until they're all clear to fight. Hold both of them. Don't let Ferguson go fight somebody else. And fucking let Connor fight somebody else. It'll still get a fuck ton of views and a bunch of money for everybody involved. Uh, I think Conor McGregor could sell uh, online only. Like, no people show up to the fight. It's just the... The ring and the cameraman. Like, if we had to do that, yeah. I think that's. Yeah. I think then, a, I think that a that is going to happen, regardless of who fights. I think yes, we're on the level there, right? And Conor McGregor could sell that because the worst thing that could happen for UFC for Dana White is he he does a he does a fight where there's nobody that shows up and pays those premium ticket prices, mm-hmm. and it doesn't sell on pay per view. He needs it to sell on pay per view. He needs to postpone. He needs to postpone the fight. But that's what I'm saying is Conor McGregor can sell that pay per view shit. He doesn't need the pay, the money on a Conor McGregor fight is in the pay per view, not in the ticket sales. And right. change change the yeah change the card. But I say leave the two contenders of the fight that everybody wants to see. I say leave them out of it. McGregor okay, Gaethje. so here's a yeah. Hold I was about to say, McGregor yeah. Gaethje would be that compromise. And mm-hmm. yeah, that's where that's where it needs to live. Then it needs to be McGregor. Gaethy, and then and then Gaethy, sure, gay, Gaethy, the gay. Uh, after <laughs> needs to be the Khabib and Ferguson fight, dude. If Connor fights uh, Khabib again, Khabib smashes our boy yeah. straight up. That's what happens. If Connor fights Ferguson, I think he knocks him the fuck out. I don't know, man. And, I don't know, dude. And I don't know about the Ferguson Khabib fight. That's harder. I'm not as confident with that because their styles. But dude, if if Ferguson is jumping around or twisting and doing this crazy, dude, Conor McGregor is gonna knock him the fuck out, and he doesn't have the chin that that. Uh, Fucking maybe, dude. <laughs> I don't that's know. Just I think, like your opinion, man. I think it's gonna be a good <laughs> fight, though. If Conor fights, period, that's awesome, and I think that's what needs to happen. I think Conor I needs, think needs to fight to... Gaethy. This is what I think needs to happen. Yeah. And I think... I think they need to hold out and let Dude, yeah. we've been waiting for the Khabib Ferguson fight for what? Like 3 years. It's been it's been postponed or put off what four times so far? Yeah. Yeah. Like, come on. Now, that fight needs to happen and Dana White is quoted as saying this fight is going to happen no matter what, even if it's just the two of them and some cameras. And I think he needs to stick to that. If he needs to backfill 240 What are we at? 246. I think we're at 246. If he has to backfill UFC 246, change the fighters. Fucking do that shit. Do that shit. But don't use any of the fighters of the fight that everybody's waiting for. Yeah. Yeah. Just hold that one off. Don't touch it. Don't touch it. Let it ride. And then in four weeks, you have a surprise pay-per-view event, and it's going to fucking be Mm record-breaking. Earth-shattering pay-per-view numbers because nobody's going to be at the actual fight. Dude, Conor yes. McGregor can sell a pay-per-view. That's my biggest thing. And maybe that's that's a, the biggest argument for the McGregor-Gaethje fight is uh, we can we, he can still make money on it even if he's not getting his tickets in. You know what's going to be fun is listening to the announcers having to step their game up because they're not going to be able to play off the crowd. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think Joe Rogan's going to have a problem with it. I don't think uh, Cormier is going to have a problem with it as much as I think he's a chump. That's right, Cormier. I'm calling you out. I got you. <laughs> 
Ah, uh, I never heard Cormier say he wants to fight Blake. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, that'd be a good fight. <laughs> uh no, I think Cormier's got it. I think he can announce. I think uh, Joe Rogan's got it. Uh, they, they're going to be fine. Um, the other, the other big thing in the news is uh, John Jones got a DUI. Did y'all hear about that? The king oh, is yeah. back. DWI. <laughs> He's back, bro. Yeah. You don't want to fuck with him right now. He's got the crazy eyes, dude. All right, so what better time than now? I want to. I, I don't. I saw this initially pop up on Reddit, right? And some of the comments on that post were so fucking good so the top one that i saw was the king is back baby yeah. uh, then the next one was as is tradition uh at least something in 2020 is normal <laughs> and Favorite. then uh this one seems out of care or this seems out of character for him i'm absolutely shocked i've been sitting here for several picoseconds with my jaw on the floor <laughs> that's awesome yeah, dude. And I mean, let's. Did he give the glory to God? All jokes aside, John Jones is probably the best in the game. But you he think his fuck up? You think as they were shoving his head into the police car, he was like, "All glory be to God, bro." Oh man, <laughs> he's just such got a bad image, dude. Why will he not just play the heel? Play the heel. You're the bad guy. I know, dude. That's You're what the I'm fucking saying. bad guy. Be yeah. the bad guy. Cut your hair into a green mohawk. Yeah. That's why I Wear hated it. Kilt. <laughs> That's why I hated this comeback so much. Is I knew it was full of shit, and now I am fucking vindicated. Yeah. That's the word I was looking for. Good job, yeah. dude. Yeah. Uh, I'm excited to, to see John Jones fight again. He's going to dominate. Yeah. He just is. He's dude, and what that... better time to be suspended than the, the time that the whole world's suspended? Shut yeah. down. <laughs> He's only on lockdown for like three days or something. House arrest for four days. It's something ridiculous. Oh, yeah, man, but I was hoping he'd get prison ripped again. It's not, It's not as we know from other UFC fighters that get in trouble, it's usually not the legal percussion or repercussions it's the uh it's the like oh now you can't fight for like a year and a half mm-hmm. like they have to lock him out for a minute that's the shit like i don't lock him out just pimp him as the bad guy let's paint his face he needs to be like sting or, or the undertaker like can we have a new fight for the bmf belt is all i want to know john jones mm-hmm. is like his the way he's going to go down in history is that Every one and a half years, he's going to come out of being on restriction or whatever. He's going to beat the fuck out of somebody. He's going to get arrested. He's going to go back on restriction. And he's going to do that for like 20 fucking years. Oh, dude. Dude, I, can you imagine a Diaz-Jones fight? Oh, Diaz, get his fucking shit pushed in. That wouldn't even be funny, man. Adesanya, maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know who's Wait, left. Wait, who was the douchebag that won the BMF belt? Uh, Masvidal. Yeah. Masvidal. Masvidal and Jones. I think Jones has to go down to his weight, though. Yeah, I agree with that. Okay. Jones goes down to his weight, vice Masvidal. Masvidal needs some heels, too, man. Dude, and Jones is going to beat the fuck out of him. <laughs> <laughs> Especially if he's on cocaine. That crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Jones can't help but win in anything except for expeditions that involve the police. God. No, dude, he's still winning. He's winning at getting arrested. Yeah, I, I mean... I've had that skill before. <laughs> and he's getting arrested and they're letting him right back out. Yeah, I've had that so skill before also. He's so good at it. I don't know how he does it, man. He must be like... I do. Get it. Mind blown too. He's like, how do I do this? <laughs> All right, Chop, tell him where to find us. 
All right, so the Whiskey and Whiskers website is up. It's whiskeyandwhiskerspodcast.com. It has links to all of our social media on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. You can also find every way that you can listen, which includes Spotify, YouTube, Google Play, iTunes, and all of your favorite podcasting apps. we got new episodes every Monday and new new content all the time. New continents? Yeah. Pangea in this motherfucker. (laughs) So check it out, and we'll see you next week.